Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear Christian friends, it really has been a wild three to four weeks, hasn't it? Four weeks ago, we were in church, assembled here, and perhaps we've gone home and really had very little cares to think about, and look what three to four weeks have, have brought us. And tonight, our theme is salvation. And sometimes, too, which salvation is going to be talking about our, the death of Jesus and, of course, our coming death. We don't speak about death very much or think about it, but, you know, now in this time period, we turn on the TV and we are, are seeing what death really is like or what an epidemic is I looked this morning when I got up and watched Fox News and found out that in the world, the number of cases were almost uh, 892,068. The world's death toll out of this epidemic is 44,136. In the United States, probably at the end of the day, we are going to have over 200,000 cases. And also our deaths will be over 4,000 people. In the state of Florida, 66,741 people have caught the virus with 85 passed away. I want you to keep this in mind as you hear this sermon this evening about what's going on in our life and see now what comfort that you and I as a Christian have, even though through all the things that we are going through today. A pastor was conducting his usual confirmation class for a group of eighth graders. And the subject for that week was death and the promise of the resurrection. And it so happened that on that particular day, one of the students had brought a friend to confirmation, a girl who had really no connection with the church at all. And it was about 30 minutes into that class when the pastor looked at his watch and announced to the class, we are now 30 minutes closer to our death than we first began. And at that announcement, the visiting girl visibly froze. The thought of dying was frightening concept for her. And I would imagine it's a bit of, it is a bit of frightening concept to, to all of us. Most of us have little interest in confront, confronting the subject of death. In fact, we avoid speaking the word death. Usually, we, we substitute the word fallen asleep, gone home, or passed away. And in spite of our society's attempts to naturalize death, it, it makes it seem more friendly. Death remains a, a fearsome robber standing just outside our awareness, ready to take for us everything that we hold dear. Well, we may not like to talk about death, but nonetheless, that is our subject for this evening. In fact, the whole focus of Lent is death. 
Lent is a time for us to walk with Jesus to Calvary and to his death. For even Jesus faced that terror of death. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he he prayed that the cup of suffering and death would be taken away from him. And though he could speak with confidence about being lifted up for the sake of the world, his actual death was enough to make him cry out, Father, please take this cup from me. Maybe it's the finality of death that makes it so frightening concept. There's no question that death is the end. It makes everything we have saved or kept or sought seem useless. It makes everything so hollow. It casts every accomplishment into a fading memory. It even rips apart our relationship and casts us into great periods of grief. Certainly, death is an ultimate specter. It makes a lie out of all the power, strength, intelligence, wisdom, accomplishments, and insights. Facing death, even the greatest of of, of us are are helpless, and no human action has, has any effect. Death is coming, and we cannot stop it. And into that harsh reality, that finality of death, comes the light of God's good news. The central truth of the gospel that in spite of all the evidence to the contrary, death is not the end. In fact, in death, we do not lose, but we win. For death itself has been defeated. And even something so final as death must yield to a greater force. And that force is the resurrection. That force is life. And to understand that bold claim, we must go back with Jesus to the cross. Come and walk with him up that road to a place called Calvary, that place of a skull. Come and watch while Jesus is nailed to that cross. See him hanging there, that instrument on that instrument of death. This is Jesus. This is the very, very Son of God, and that is why that he came to this earth. He came to die. And in his death, you and I find life. Why is Jesus there on the cross? He is there because of our sins. He is there because that is where he must suffer the punishment, our punishment for sin. It is from that death of that punishment that he cried out on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And there on the cross, he dies. And when he dies, he cries out, it is finished. And the work of pain for our sin was over. Sin had been conquered. Death or Satan had been defeated. It was over. And yet... It was not quite over. One more enemy had to be destroyed, and that enemy is death. Yes, Jesus died, and he was buried, but that's not the end of the story. If it was, then death would have won. Then death would be final, the end. But this is not the end. This is is the end that is the beginning. For as we celebrate on Easter, Jesus rose. 
On that third day, that tomb that Jesus was put in is empty. Death had been swallowed up in victory. Paul asked, where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of, of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And what does that all mean for us? It means that our death is not the end, but a beginning. It means that when we take a look at our own death, we can do so in the certainty that we do not die but only fall asleep. And that on the last day we will rise again. And that, I suppose, would be enough. And yet the promise of that resurrection is not that something for the end of life. It is something for our lives right now. The gospel affirms that we have already died and are already living this gift of eternal life. I want you to hear these startling words from the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 6. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too will live a new life. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will also certainly be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has a mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. And in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. What Paul was simply saying was this. We already have been given a new life. We are living that new life right now. We are the people who have already died, died to sin, and to those things that masquerade as life and risen again to a new life, a life that is lived in Christ and for God. And we, as God's resurrection people, have been called by God to help others to walk that pilgrim path, the path of resurrection, this path of life. For we are the people not of a dying Christ, but of a risen Christ. In the face of the fatalism and the bitterness of a world confronting constant death, we are the people who affirm constant life. We are the grains that have already fallen into the earth and died so that by the power of the Spirit, we can continue to bring forth much fruit. In one of the lessons today, the gospel lesson, the Greek said, we wish to see Jesus. That was the request given to Philip. And Philip pointed them to Jesus. And when we have seen Jesus, we have the privilege of doing the same thing, appointing people to Christ. And 
The Jesus that we know is not a dead Christ, but a living one. The Jesus that we show them is a Jesus that had conquered death now and forevermore. So, come, let's journey down that pilgrim path. Let us travel that road that has been given to us by the grace and mercy of God. And then let us do so with joy. For this is a path that does not end. This is a journey from life to life. Amen.